Hello, welcome back to Association Transformation, your weekly nonprofit association focused conversation, international at that, aimed at the best and in some cases the worst that the nonprofit world has to offer. But we're here to learn, we're here to gather experience, we're here to, to help amplify solutions and rise up those innovations that we see in the industry and share them with all of our association friends. And today is uh, today's a fun one. Andrew and I have decided to take this on just the two mm. of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in some ways, it's uh, it's the story of our lives, um, but uh, we want to, <laughs> <laughs> or it's the story of Andrew's life. <laughs> well, it's my autobiography title. I think we're going to go for it's my autobiography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So today we've penned into the editorial schedule. Um, we had penned in a culture of failure learning through experimentation. And if these last 12 months have not shown us anything, it's that none of us can predict the future. None of us can fully plan for it all. Mm. And we have to be willing to fail, pick ourselves up, learn from those experiences in order to adapt, in order to survive. And I think there's a lot in the nonprofit space that to be learned from, and of course, all of Andrew's years and years of failure that we can Thank you. all. Uh... <laughs> Thank you. My, yes, it is Consort Strategies' mission statement as well, I think. Um, uh, how dare you? How are Pick you, Lisa? How, how are you, I am you, fabulous. Lise? I am yeah. fabulous. No, I mean, there's, there's humility in all of our life stories, in mm-hmm, the stories mm-hmm. of all of the associations we've ever been a part of. There's no perfect yeah. association. There's no perfect association executive, and there's no perfect board. And uh, I think if we if we pretend there is, um, then we're we're blind and we're missing a, a huge learning opportunity. Yeah, we are. But I mean, I get it, though. I you know, I, I think um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time talking with people about you know the kind of cultural safety net that they need within you know the, within the board space or within the in the in the team environment. And you know, I understand why there's a reluctance sometimes for us to talk about failure or to to publicize our failures, if you like, because, you know, you look at my LinkedIn profile, you look at your LinkedIn profile, you know, with the, with the most amazing consultants you can imagine, you would be, you would be foolish not to give us work because our whole careers are predicated on this story of success. Um, oh, I thought you, know, you were going to complain about your five no, friends no, and my five thousand no, friends. No, 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 not that, okay. not that. Okay, yes, okay, all right. Yes, every time, every time we we tweet the same thing, you get seventy thousand likes, <laughs> and I get two, um, like literally two. Um, <laughs> and one and one is me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, uh, no, my point is, you know, our whole our whole CVs are predicated on this statement of success. Why would you not want to work with me? I've done all these amazing things. You know, you don't look at someone's LinkedIn profile or their or their or their Instagram or their Twitter feed or whatever, and say, "Oh my God, well, look at that did walk in disaster." And yet, I know that you know the, the mistakes I have made. You know. Um, professionally, because uh, we are just talking professionally. Let's um, keep it. We only have a certain it, amount of time. Exactly. Andrew. Yeah, we only got twenty minutes. Is right. Um, you know, are as you know, it's a cliche, but they are far more valuable to me and the work I do now than than most of the successes I've had. You know, as in, in, this, in my career, this culture that you talk about. Have we not made any progress? I mean, has the last 12 months not given greater permission for both professionals, you know, individuals and organizations to demonstrate vulnerability and to say, hey, we we aren't sure what to do. We're struggling with you. 
We're figuring it out as we go along. We're taking risks. It may not work. Haven't, hasn't that improved substantially in the last year? Do you know, I think, I think it did to, I think it did to begin with, I think certainly in the first few months of, um, lockdown and pandemic, uh, I did see, and I think we all, we both witnessed that in, you know, the human element, if you like the humanity, um, within the workplace and, you know, certainly a lot of empathy and a lot of, uh, a lot of trust. Yeah. A lot of trust. You know, we were literally opening up, you know, I mean, you and I both work from home anyway, so we have office environments, but I think there was definitely, you know, you were being opened up into people's homes, you know, when you were zooming with them and chatting with them and, you know, and, and, and that's, and it was great. And, but what I think we've seen, my view is actually, I, I'm seeing a regression recently of, um, of, of, of the way people are trusting or, or otherwise of each other. I, I, I don't know what it really? is. It's difficult to be, yeah, Who are your friends? No, I'm not saying that it, we're oh, talking wait, professional right. here now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, no, I mean, I read an article the other day. Um, I forget where it was, but I think it was in Canada. Maybe it was Australia. I don't know. Anyway, it was some, some, somebody was being uh, a member of the board was being called to resign because they had, uh, it was like they were having a meeting, 5.30 in the evening, they had a glass of red wine in front of them while they were having this Zoom meeting. And the chap on the other, one of the, one of the chaps on the, on the other end of the Zoom call was disgusted and thought it was appalling and was demanding that this person resign from the board well, because I mean, that was such inappropriate learned, behavior, you know. First lesson learned, you put your alcohol in a coffee mug. Absolutely. That's well, first do, lesson do, learned. Do you think I drink this much caffeine? My God. And if, yeah, and yeah. if you're drinking in the morning, you blow on it so people think <laughs> it's coffee. Right. Come on. Right. Come on, people. Come on, people. But no, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think what we're talking, what you're talking about is, I don't know, uh, uh, people just being judgmental and mean. And, versus, but, that, and, but, but that judgmental, that judgment and that meanness undermines then a willingness to be trusted, doesn't it? True. That, that you're yeah. right. That puts up barriers to yeah. humility, to, to transparency, to a willingness to admit mistakes. You know, I do something with some of my clients, you know, we do, you know, organizational 360s and the conversations aren't all, you know, sugar and, and puppies and sunshine. It's, what did we do wrong? What can we, you learn so much more from what's not working. What should we stop doing? Where should we you know, step away from? And, and those conversations are always so much more valuable. Sometimes you need to give people anonymity in order to have those conversations at the organizational level. But uh, I, sometimes you have to push them. And, and if you give them a safe space to do it, and I think what you're saying is that safe space is getting smaller and smaller yeah. or is disappearing um, as yeah. as people come out of what was uh, the most disruptive time in the last you know 100 uh, years it, yeah absolutely in, in in multiple generations yeah you know it's, it's significant uh, all of us was were deeply have been, all been deeply affected by the last year and yeah but it feels and it, it, it for me you know having uh having those kind of you know, culture of, and we, I think you probably spend a lot, you know, you probably reference Lencioni's, uh, um, 
dysfunctions of a team and how he talks about vulnerability based trust and i spend a lot of time referencing that i, I use it it, it really re- it really resonates with me i really like it and and i'm i'm a person who has no i don't really have much trouble admitting these these days i used to but these days i don't have much problem putting myself out and saying i haven't got a clue what's going on um can someone help me please um and but you know i i, I worry that you know culturally we kind of we went into this this world of oh we're, we're all in this together we're all gonna you know make our you know help each other through it and i i worry that we're regressing back to that to cultural norms that actually i don't like cultural you know norms what? that undermine strategic planning and and yeah. organizational effectiveness right well and that yeah that rigidity yeah, that I think you're referencing. I mean, that's mm. that's a dangerous direction to be moving in because we're talking yes. about two different things. I mean, a culture of failure in itself is simply one in which you're willing to make admit your mistakes. Yes, exactly, and learn from them. And you know, the other end of that spectrum, which takes quite a bit of self awareness and courage, is then to learn through experimentation. That is the ultimate. I think evolution of a culture of failure is one in which you can experiment without the fear of failure. You can take risks because you know they're the right thing to do, whether yeah. they work out or not. Yeah. I mean, that is a culture of failure at its purest. But why do people, why, why would they, Oh, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to phrase this. Why would they not want to do that? Why would the Why would an organization not want to engage in a culture of failure? Well, for the exact reasons that you just specified. I mean, you have board members who are sitting there with some arbitrary measures of success or who use status quo as the determinant of of leadership and and an achievement. Um, you know, that culture where judgment And, uh, you know, maybe it is the definition of success. I think a lot of organizations between a mission and a vision, they fail to define what success looks like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But do you think, do you think in an association space, in the membership space, do you think that, I mean, we've spoken before about, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the sense of ownership that permeates, uh, for obvious reasons throughout a membership entity. Do you think sometimes that, um the culture of failure is is you know prohibited because people don't necessarily feel they're allowed to to risk you know risk the organization's reputation its money its resources you know i think a lot of this has to do with executive confidence you know, we had we had Jamie Pratt on uh, a few episodes ago, and she, you know, she works uh, in the association space on executive leadership and executive search. And how many executives are retiring early or not sticking through the the pandemic? They just want to yeah. get out, you know. And boards who think they want these magical change agents who are going to innovate and push and experiment, when in reality they don't really have the stomach for that. But I think this comes down to executive confidence. Do you have Mm. the confidence to stand in front of your board and say, we missed, we messed up. We miscalibrated, we, you know, we miscalculated and a mistake was made. And, and are they the type of leaders sitting around that board table who are going to respond in a way that makes that learning experience, that failure, if you want to call it that, that learning experience, okay. 
And, and are they going to ask you, well, why did you, you know, is it going to become a punitive reaction or is it going to become one in which we can learn and uh, evolve and, and make better decisions? Sadly, I think, I, well, from my own Are you trying to say I'm right? Wait, were you going to, were you stumbling through just saying you agree? You could just stop right there if you say right. want to say I, you agree. Do you know what? If you make this joke all the time, right, and it's not funny anymore, okay? I'm not laughing anymore, okay? <laughs> Don't get your right? panties in a bunch. <laughs> um, Gosh, what, you're so what, sensitive. What, well, yeah, 21st century, 21st century metrosexual, get over it, okay? Whatever, yeah? Um <laughs> So I think, you know, sadly, I think you I have say, to have combed your hair to be metrosexual. Oh, look, I think you I'm actually also have to have... How dare you, right? I'm, oh my God, I can't believe this. I'm trying to make a really valid point and all you're doing is okay, mocking. I'm sorry. Right, dear listener, right, I haven't had a haircut since the week before Christmas. It's now almost March. The barbers are not opening in the UK okay, until okay, April the 12th, right? I got another right. eight I... weeks of this. I appreciate right. your vulnerability, and I am sorry for yeah. not fully See appreciating the circumstances. See what I put? I, I did there, putting myself out there, and you're just mocking me. Yeah, this is like <laughs> a real life example of why I wouldn't want to put myself out there to a board as an executive, and I have done. And sadly, sadly, when I've done it, um, the response has been punitive. The response has been stop laughing. Right. We're having a serious conversation. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the response has been punitive, unfortunately, because they've just not had that, well, yeah, sophisticated appreciation of actually, you know, the value of of failure. Um, they've only, they've only, um, they've only valued it in financial terms. Or well, and imagine if you don't terms. have a, imagine if you don't have an employment contract, and you're yeah, an association yeah. executive standing up in front of that room trying to demonstrate the value of experimentation. And that you've pursued a course that wasn't a certain, you know, wasn't a sure thing because it was, you know, the opportunity that existed at the time. Um, I think this is a question for boards. You know, I, I work with a lot of boards and, and help them vision uh, what their needs are from their executive, whether it's during the time of hiring the next executive or as a preliminary step to strategic planning. You know, what is that relationship between the executive and the board? Is there, a, is there mutual respect? Is there trust? Is there is it a safe place for each yeah. to be vulnerable and to yeah. share their true feelings? Or are they just going up there speaking from the talking points they think are expected of them? And and that eliminates the opportunity for learning from failure and and experimentation. But do you do the same in reverse? Do you sit down and ex get the chief exec or the exec director to explain their expectations of the board? Yes, because that comes in less of a formal, why? less of a formal sit down because it's it's part why? of our, it's part of our conversation in general of what's working. What are you? What's the what's the culture of the organization? What's the leadership culture? Maybe it should be more more. Well, I think intentional. I think, I think it should be more intentional because I think the reality is the board and the CEO or the exec director are two sides of the same leadership coin. I don't buy into I don't buy into this hierarchical nonsense that the board is somehow over over the chief executive. They they fulfill in different roles. One and, and but roles that ultimately have to complement each other uh, for the organisation to be successful. And so I think it's absolutely right that you should ask the the board to explain their expectations of the executive. Absolutely. But if we're really to utilise the board to its full potential, 
we should be asking the executive exactly the same question. And those board, those directors, the board, the, the NEDs, the non-exec directs, they need to understand what the executive expects of them. Otherwise, it, it always is this self-fulfilling prophecy of a one-way relationship. You know, what we, you know, and, and that does not, and then you end up in the scenarios where I know we've both been, where it is almost some kind of servile, um, uh, I will report to the board. And yes, we absolutely need to have reporting. Of course we do. We need schemes of delegation and checks and balances. Absolutely. Because yes, the board is also the legally accountable entity. Absolutely. There needs to be that. That needs to be understood. But, but I think for a true organizational culture to, 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 to exist and to, and to flourish and for the, and for a culture of, um, acceptable failure, uh, I think we need to be treating the, the board and the exec in the same way because they are of the same, sorry, go on. No, I appreciate that. That gives me that gives me pause and and makes me want to make more intentional that question that I pose to the executive about the board and not just the other direction, um, because in itself it it sets a tone. Yeah. When you handle it one way with the board and not it the does. same way it with does. the executive. And the but, chair yeah. and the chief executive are partners. Again, I don't buy right. into Ideally, this. The chair. Yes. Yeah, I, absolutely. I know you know that, but I mean, um, you know, I often, you know, I often explain that chief, the chair is not the chief executive's line manager. You don't get to be chief executive and need to have a line manager. The the chair and the chief exec are partners, and it should be a, a massively creative and trusting going back to that trust piece partnership where they support one another. Um, because again, you know, you can't you can't be the chair of the board and expect I can't be the chair of the board and expect me to be vulnerable and to be trusted and to put myself out there as the chair. If I, quite frankly, I feel like you know you're all looking at me and you're all against me, including you, Mister or Mrs. Chief Executive. Right. So you know, I think if the whole the whole piece for me uh, is entirely holistic. Otherwise, the cultural the the, the cultural pieces won't ever ever work. No, that's, I mean, holistic, that's a great word. It's, it, it does need, it is holistic in, in the, the absence and in the presence, you know, you'll, you'll see it in those organizations where it's, it's there because it's, it lives, you know, it's threaded throughout. Um, and I think of most, most relationships, I think we could call this a relationship between the executive and the board. Definitely. It needs to be one. Um, you know they're not perfect. They're somewhere in the middle. They maybe yeah. trend towards the uh, the less than perfect. And you know, in those circumstances, how do you initiate a culture of failure? Do you have to pull back the curtain more frequently and with more detail? Do you have to take some of the board's ideas and and put them into practice, even though you, you know they aren't going to work, so they can experience failure and you can demonstrate how to learn from that and recalibrate. Um, you know, can you, can you take measured mistakes and, and turn them into a positive to lay the groundwork for that culture that you want to have? I mean, let's, let's be realistic. How do you make this work if you're starting from an, an imperfect relationship and you want to establish and create a culture of failure and you want to be able to start experimenting irrespective of the outcome? 
I mean, it takes a step, doesn't it? It takes it takes individuals because I think you know. Let's not talk. Let's not talk about the board. It's not some ethereal entity that exists out there. It's people. That's all it is. It's just people, and we're all and the exec. We're just people, and all this is about is just just trying to understand how we can work together and be honest with one another, and and there not be a fear of repercussions or reprisal or whatever else, and. You know, so I understand that it is very much about being willing to take that step as an individual and say, "Okay, I'm going to put myself out there." I like what you're saying, actually. You know, do what? we plan? Do we? Sorry, scrub that, producer. Scrub that. I did not say that, right? Yeah, you're going to have that as your ringtone, aren't you, from now yes. on on your mobile? Yeah, you'd be like, "Yeah." No, I do like what you're saying. I I like most of what you say, apart from when you disagree with me. Um, uh, I like you know what you're saying. How do I? How do we plan to fail? As it were, I mean, you don't you don't want to you don't want to consciously go out there and I, I don't necessarily agree that you know we should adopt something that the board is suggesting, knowing that it's going to fail, but we just have to create an example of it. I'm not sure that's the most productive way of doing it. No, and I'm not suggesting that either. But there's but a I, way to undertake things that you yes. know are a risk and to set them up in a way and inform the board along the way. Yes. yes so that they're vested. Yes. They need to be vested in these experiments and they need to know that you are, you know, it's their, this is their organization and it's, it's being the, driven. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, no, go on. I don't want to interrupt you, but I, 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 I did interrupt you. Go on. Well, what you, you finish go. what you were saying. Finish what you were saying. I lost it. Go ahead. Oh, well, it was you ruined it. You ruined it. The most it. profound thing you were going to say all afternoon. Oh. I was just going to say, you know, wow. This is this is all part of the risk, the risk, um, the the risk matrix, if you like, the risk management framework. And one of the things I find a lot of the time, people aren't willing to to aren't willing to um, embrace failure. Or, or accept failure if they haven't if they haven't at first of all agreed their shared understanding of what constitutes risk you know because and sometimes what success is I well mean, yeah absolutely we absolutely. talked about the definition of success a couple of times now and you know i think back to a pot one of our most popular podcasts from 2020 was our new ceos yeah coming together yeah. we had a, a mm -hmm. panel of new mm -hmm. ceos who in both cases had filled the shoes of a long, long tenured previous yeah. executive. Yeah. And, you know, I think about those new execs who come to the table and they want to have new ideas. They want to innovate. They want to experiment. And yet the status quo is this, you know, heavy burden that they wear. And where do you find this, you know, to your point, where do you create trust? When is it right to take risk? How do you define risk? And what is success what does success yeah, 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 look like because if you aren't agreeing on that then you're well, all absolutely. shooting in different directions anyway absolutely i mean i how i and you know i mean i like i'm okay i'm i'm far more comfortable with risk than uh some arguably do you know what than i think you are you know we we do a lot of work together and i think sometimes wow. i'm more willing to be i think i am i but you know what but actually, we've never had that conversation, and we, we haven't. should. We haven't. We defined should success sit down and together. say, "Well, well, I, I don't need to." The fact that we sit down here every week and spend <laughs> twenty futile minutes, no, <laughs> profitable minutes <gasps> with each other, um, is is my definition of success. No, but seriously, I think you're, and you're right. What does it, uh, is it? Monetary? Is it reputational? Is it growth? Is it diversity? Is it more stuff? 
Is it influence? How do we measure? No, You're absolutely this right. This is and a microcosm. You're right. Yeah. This is a microcosm. Yeah. Are we willing to share our mistakes with each other? Are we willing to be vulnerable and weak around each other? Are we willing to brainstorm and not necessarily have the right answer and work yeah. our way through what innovation yeah. and experimentation might look like? Yep. And who is going to, you know, who takes the lead on this? The board? No. The executive? Mm -hmm. I mean, if this is you know, if you're each leading, you know, if you're dance partners well, and both are trying to lead, so, then maybe you don't go anywhere. Yeah. Well, I think you need to, I think if you're working in a culture, in an environment where you are struggling with basic, you know, communications around who does what, who takes the lead on this, uh, and, and therefore we can't necessarily, between ourselves, articulate um our measures of our, our appetite for risk and our measures for success if we i would argue you really do need to bring in a specialist um like you maybe we your, need like this is your maybe, chance to say like oh no andrew oh, like thank you, you andrew. no you mean like you no, oh, i mean i mean like you andrew ah Just like you. too little too late but no seriously i think you bring in bringing in look anybody who's independent of it we, who can be um, objective in their um, in their assessment well, of and of has where high you're at. has high emotional intelligence. Absolutely, you know, this is about this is organizational emotional yeah. intelligence. Absolutely, and maybe we should. I don't know if we need to go to co-host couples therapy or if we need to create a, an association Ooh, red table. What if we did an association red table? Therapy. Oh, yeah. see, look, look, you're like yeah, red, red, red table. What's that? Do you know what the red table is? Jada no. Pinkett Smith. Oh, okay. All right. That's your homework no, until next is. time. Okay. All right. Go okay. watch the red tape. I know what um, I know what marriage counseling is, and I'm divorced twice, so let's not do that. Okay. Let's. All right. So uh, we're learning. I'm not necessarily are you successful. From, <laughs> so you're learning from failures. We'll 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 get back to that at a future episode, but. Uh, you know, I'm really glad we touched on this. Um, I think it's actually something important to revisit. Yes, I do. Um, mm -hmm. Because I don't want failure and experimentation and vulnerability to just be a COVID thing. Um, I oh, think God, no. No. So we, we, we have to help associations make it part of their organizational infrastructure. And it's their only yeah. way to evolve. Um, so, you know, I'm glad we did this. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining me again this week and not being always, too always, annoying. Um, always. I do okay. have that one sound bit of, of you agreeing with me. So I'll just, <laughs> I'll take that. And... <laughs> but we hope everyone's enjoyed the podcast and uh, whether it's experimentation, whether it's learning from failure or board relationships, um, let us know what topics you would like us to tackle next time. Um, you can tweet us at Association Transformation or email us at hello at yourconsort.com. And we uh, we look to you, our audience, our, I don't know, could I call them fans? Who knows? I mean, all three of them. Oh, I, uh, listeners. Just call them listeners. Let's not, listeners, let's not over egg uh, the pudding, is it? Let's not over egg it, right? <laughs> well, either way, we are now at every, uh, at every podcast platform. So you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Make us one of your favorites. We invite you back next time. And uh, until then, stay well and put your members and your mission first. Association Transformation is brought to you in partnership between Consult Strategy and Brewer Pratt Solutions in support of the Institute of Association Leadership.